0: initiating startup secrets
1: you are now plugged in hey guys and thank you for tuning in to episode 181 of the plug and play podcast i'm your host zach and alongside me as always is tim welcome minions hey tim you know what the funny thing about this episode is It's uh, deja vu. It's deja vu. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But it's also forward and backwards 181. Left to right, Japanese and American. This is the same episode no matter how the hell you read it. One, 182 in Japanese would be 281. And it
2: looks like a TIE fighter.
1: It does. Well, yeah, it does look like a TIE fighter. We are TIE fighting this shit this episode, guys. Actually,
2: 101 would look more like a TIE fighter, but close I, enough. Yeah, It true. could be one of those bomber TIE fighters with the two pods.
1: It, it could be. Yeah. Gonna, and I'm just going like preta- pre- to pretend like I know what the hell this is. It's a Star Trek thing, which,
2: right? Which, which episode...
1: Just okay. <laughs> Moving on. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to episode 181, The TIE Fighter from Star Trek Edition. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim.
2: We did this, but welcome, minions.
1: We're doing it again. Forward and backwards. The same I thing mean, over if, and over if, if and over vote, again. For going for deja vu, that, that works. It's very true. So, um, this is uh the real episode 181 because we did try to record something last night it was just we were practicing we've got so professional pros pros practice they don't they practice all day Mm -hmm. every day we're actually up to episode 397 in practices
2: yeah yeah you guys will never hear those awesome practice episodes
1: exactly so uh other than practicing tim what have you been up to this week oh wait hold up First half of the show, guys, is brought to us by Lincoln Beer Company, and that's right out of uh, Burbank, California. We are trying a new tasty treat. That's kind of a spoiler for what I've got to talk about later on, um, but we are trying the Sharper IPA from Lincoln Beer Company. So uh, It is
2: kind of sharp. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of sharp. It's got a very lingering, hoppy taste on the tongue. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to have a like sip like I haven't again. had a sip for like, I don't know, 15 seconds. I can still taste it.
1: You should have their. Uh, I think they call it the OG IPA, mm-hmm. and uh, it has a very distinct taste to it. Well, it's not just distinct; it's lingering. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's definitely way more expensive. Um, but to we're gonna here. get to that. Yeah. So, anyways, Tim, what have you been up to this week? Sorry.
2: No problem. Uh, I'm missing my wife. Um, she's in the middle of crunch time at her job right now. Um, crunch. She's getting up at like one in the morning to get to work. Um, she's Fuck basically switching me. over computer systems, and to affect the least amount of people possible, they're doing it in the middle of the night. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that's just hell for her hours. And she's getting home later than normal. Like she's getting home at seven tonight.
1: So not only is she going in earlier, she's also coming home later, mm-hmm. making basically a double day, and she's salary, so no overtime. <laughs>
2: yay yeah. awesome so uh <laughs> that sucks we all miss her yeah kids we me do. but uh she got about two more weeks of this and then and she'll be good and if she gets through all this successfully her reputation will be like gold in our area for her field so nice yeah so um major props to her she's been doing really awesome lots of planning going. Taking ass this. taking names totally she's awesome um we did uh watch some stuff together though before this all started uh we uh got some uh we, we should f-
1: clarify, you and your wife.
2: Yes. Yeah. And the kids, actually, for some oh, of this. Oh, cool. Uh, half of this. We watched Coco, um, which is a Pixar movie, and it's really good. I want to see that so bad. It does have skulls in it. so It
1: does, and it's all about the Day of the Dead from Mexico. So yeah. it's Mexican, Um, would you call it history, almost?
2: Uh, more like folklore, okay. I think, would be the word you'd be looking That's for. That's the word I'm looking for.
1: Yeah. So, And I'm, I've always really liked the Day of the Dead stuff. It's so. a cool holiday. It's a very cool holiday over Mexico. It's
2: where the... Uh, the dead can come visit the living for a little bit. Uh, yeah. If they are remembered by the family, like you have to leave like a picture out of them, like a little, mm-hmm. like almost like a shrine with some of their favorite things and stuff. And then they come visit you and check you out. Um, You don't see them, but they see you. That's cool. But this kid does something and he actually flips over and becomes not dead, but he becomes like in the land of the dead. So like living people can't see him, but the dead can. Weird. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, I don't want to give away much more than that. You should see it. It won an Oscar this weekend, I believe. Nice. I can't remember what category. And it, with usual Pixar faction, it tugs at the heartstrings at certain points. Yeah, gotcha. Jim. It's not like as cry-inducing as say Up, but it's uh, it's got its moments. Okay. And uh, you'll see why it's named Coco because that's not the kid's name. Okay. Um, we also been checking out.
1: Spoiler: It's a dog. Damn.
2: Uh, Nice try, though. Uh, Meanwhile, we've been checking out the new Netflix series, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy.
1: Oh, dear God. And you can't
2: see Zach rolling his eyes at me. Jesus.
1: This is... Even in practice, I was rolling my eyes. I kind of want you and Sarah just to check out one episode. Nah, I'm sure she's probably seen them.
2: It's so heartwarming. Like, these guys are kind of clueless. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And these five fabulous guys swoop in an SUV and, like, take over their life for a week. They manicure them. They, you know, take care of their hair. Go through their closet, get them new clothes, spruce up their house, give them some uh, etiquette tips, um, some food tips, and they really improve these guys' lives. Like I just were...
1: had an epiphany. Pith- Did Pithany? it? Epiphany? Epiphany, you're close. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm looking for.
2: Okay, what was it?
1: Nerd eye for the jock guy. So basically, we go kidnap a jock.
2: They're bigger than us. Well, bigger than you.
1: Yeah, and we tie them down and rub Cheeto and Dorito dust all over their clothes. How does that make their lives better? We're not trying to make... No, we're not copying Queer Eye for why the Straight Why do
2: you make everything terrible?
1: I mean, I think it's a great that idea. It'd be
2: funny, but...
1: Yeah, see? Funny. Ha! Comedy show. I
2: guess that would work better for YouTube, which is our platform. See? Anyway, it's, it's genuinely heartwarming and fun to watch. I, I think... You you might not want to admit it, but I think you would enjoy it. Uh, all right, I, I want you and Sarah, to, your wife, to check out one episode.
1: Just okay, one. all right.
2: Um, the first I'll think about one. it. The first one's a good one. Okay, I'll um, check it out maybe. Out. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been watching. I traded in um a game that you played last weekend. Oh yeah, and I was shocked how much value it held. Yeah, that's uh one two switch. I traded in to GameStop for twenty seven dollars. It was forty dollars originally, right? Something like that. Yeah
1: wow that um, held like value amazing for yeah, it actually what was it is
2: just about enough for me to get the 30 dollars in playstation cards which is what i wanted for, nice for a game I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about later all right so it did its job um but i don't know i just was shocked that you could get over, yeah that over 20 dollars for anything at gamestop so i just wanted to mention that real quick yeah that's crazy that was a crazy thing for uh for me um what have you been up to? And then we'll talk about what we um, were up to yesterday. So, last night.
1: going back to our beer, uh, I went to California this weekend for business. So, I spent uh, Friday. No, I was at work on Friday. So, Saturday and Sunday in California. Um, while I was there, I went over to the Lincoln Beer Company because it was right down the road and grabbed an Uber from the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- Ubered on down there. Hung out for a little bit. Had a couple drinks. I got to say, this brewery or beer company i guess as they call it there is uh right on par with the other ones uh as in like atmosphere
2: have you been to many breweries in bend no i suspect you'd have a similar experience if you really went went to like 10 barrel and a couple others and bend has some upscale breweries so
1: like this had like a children's play area like a dog area like, everybody was just welcome. Like, it's like
2: Disneyland. There's different, like, zones.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it was all kind of, like, in one area, roughly. I mean, you could, all see, you could see it all. It's a one big, giant room. But there was, like, people sitting on one side of the room with their dogs. The other side of the, like, kids inside this, like, kid play area. They were talking about, like, the owners are there. What
2: kind of stuff did they have for the kids, like, as far as play stuff?
1: Um, I didn't really pay attention to that. But no, I did okay. overhear the owners. They were talking about, they are thinking about... Uh, Making one whole entire wall just like huge in the floor, just like Lego tile parts so you can like stick Legos all over it. Cool. So yeah, it sounded really cool. Um very family oriented. Um and there was another couple that just moved to California from New York and they were checking out and they were super impressed. Um but I will say their beers are extremely expensive compared to our beers down here. I think it was like what did I say last night?
2: Like, you said fourteen. Yeah. I think for one beer? But did that come with the crawler?
1: I'm thinking I may have made a mistake last night. I think I paid $14. or for the, no, For the crawler? No, for two. Okay. So it's still expensive. That's
2: expensive, but that's not insane. Like $7 a beer is definitely on the high end.
1: It's very high end. Um, no, the crawler actually was provided to us by the Lincoln Beer Company. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so it was very nice of them to give us a little prop shout out um, and send some beer home for us both to try out.
2: So so if you're in uh, what area, California?
1: Burbank, California. You fly into the Bob Hope Airport, and it's about 0. 0.7 miles from the airport.
2: Definitely check out the Lincoln Beer Company if you're in town.
1: Yeah, and I think they're a newer, smaller company, so that's really cool, too. Um, other than that, Tim, I haven't really done much this week besides uh, our practice, if you want to talk about that.
2: Sure. So we were going to try to remote record um, yesterday because um, the one thing I didn't mention was we... Um, Took my daughter and her friend to see The Sound of Music, um, since my wife was not able to use it. My that. lives
1: were fine with The Sound of Music. As my daughter
2: describes the, the play, it's Nuns and Nazis. Nuns and Nazis. Which is kind of awesome. But anyway, while we were waiting for them in Portland, I thought it'd be good for us to record downtown, and in theory, that would have been a great idea. It would have been. one of our microphones crapped out.
1: Yep. And not one of our new ones from the actual, like, really nice home recording setup. One, one of, of our, our other our microphones, one of our mobile microphones. So one
2: out. sounded just great. Um, Although they're
1: both brand new, so
2: yeah, we're gonna return that one and yep. uh, hopefully get a better result. Maybe get some spares for packs. I don't know. Or, I'm thinking we
1: both need to at least have one spare on us. Okay. Um. So that happened, but we went
2: and checked out the Punch Social Club, which yeah, we did. Looked kind of cool.
1: It Except, was pretty cool if some douchebags hadn't rented the whole place out. The problem
2: is, is they like block it off if you have a large party, and like we couldn't get to the bowling area or the foosball
1: area. The, well, I mean, we had like three pinball machines if you want to check them out. Yeah, so basically, we
2: just had the restaurant and not even the bar. Like we knew, no, we like we kind little.
1: of sat at the bar, but so like, that part kind of sucked. Yeah. It made
2: maybe not want to go there unless I was going there for an event.
1: Yeah, that definitely was. A, um, that was
2: a bit of a downer. Um, but. After our failed recording... Oh, by the way, we had good food. We did. We oh, did have really the, oh, good food. We had some food was we had good, some
1: good bol- uh, bologna. Yeah,
2: a little baloney sandwiches with some... Um, uh, I can't remember what kind of cheese. I can't remember, it was honestly. Delicious, though. But it was very good. And some uh, street
1: tacos, which were amazing. Street tacos were awesome. We had some nachos with cauliflower. Cauliflower nachos. It was chicken, too. And it was kind of a white sauce. which was It different. was. It was very good, actually, though. It was good. I. You weren't so thrilled about the cauliflower. Eh.
2: It was okay. Eh. I, if I I would have chose to leave it out, but I'm not like my my son who just won't eat it if there's something he doesn't like on it. That's I'll weird. Still, I'll still eat it. Um, but after that, we decided to take a walk, uh, quite a bit of a walk. Taking
1: actually. a walk downtown, walking slow, past the mice on the ground. No, I way back.
2: Oh, I we'll know, but we'll I was just
1: that. adding it into the song. We'll get to that.
2: So we went and checked out the Multnomah Whiskey Library, and yeah, we got lucky. We got yeah, it's a Tuesday night, so it's not super busy,
1: and we're dressed in like.
2: Jeans and t shirts. Jeans and, and t shirts. Baseball hat. And I'm
1: in a baseball hat. Uh, so you know, like, we're not fancy. Not. I mean, we
2: don't have holes in our clothes. We're not like trashy, yeah, but like, we're definitely casual. I
1: am glad I wasn't planning on changing out of my work clothes. I'm glad that I did. You had a
2: decent uh, pullover on, and yeah, I you mean, looked it, all right. It wasn't terrible, but definitely casual. So we walk up to the host's stand and say, "Hey, we'd like a quick drink." And uh, she's like, "Yeah, we should be able to get something for you." And they're like, "Well, wait a minute. Let let me check on something." Yeah. And they go upstairs. Um, Because there's, like, a downstairs that's just kind of, I don't know, how would you describe it?
1: The downstairs is... Just an open
2: area with a tiny bar.
1: Yeah, like like a very small bar that doesn't look, uh, I mean, it looks really cool, and it's got a great atmosphere, but it's It's, not, It's fairly
2: plush. There was some big stuffed chairs and, like, wood paneling. It was okay.
1: Yeah, like, it's what you would think of when you think of, like, oh, I'm going to a whiskey bar.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, she comes back down from going upstairs and goes, I've got something for you. And we're like, okay. She's like, follow me. And then she goes, uh, She
1: leads us to the secret room, knocks four times, and she's like, the password is...
2: It was kind of like going to a speakeasy a little it bit, wasn't really it? It
1: really was. Like, and I then, was like, what are we doing? Like, walk, like opened it up, and there's, like, a lot of people in there, and, like, loud... So, yeah, we walk
2: up this really narrow stairs, this little hallway, and then this door, and then it opens up this huge room.
1: And, like, her, like, her little, like, introduction to it, like, was totally speakeasy. She, like, opened it slowly, and was like, welcome to the Multnomah Whiskey Club.
2: And it was like, angel choirs are going,
1: oh, uh-huh.
2: So there's this big room with like get drunk. <laughs> These had the really comfy chairs. There was oh, yeah. booths against the walls, couple tables with chairs around them. Not a lot of seating. No, we got to sit at the bar. Um, we were take whatever we get. At this yeah, point. yeah. Um, but then um, so she introduces us to the bartender, takes my bag without even really it just
1: yeah. She just like takes your bag and is like you can get it back. With they the treated heat. us
2: totally well. Like yeah. like we said, we were not dressed to impress no. at all
1: every, and we should go back and say every single other person was in suits ties or tuxes yeah yeah we were definitely suits, ties tuxes business attire and tim and i are like yo what's up
2: so we're sitting at the bar and we need to describe the bar before we further because as we're facing the bar there are
1: so no let's start with the bar it's like steampunk-ish like old well, it's all
2: victorian no it's like victorian like you know like gentleman times
1: yeah, like top Hat and like yeah, Abraham exactly. Lincoln and stuff. Right.
2: Um. So the wall that we're facing is like I don't know seven stories of shelves of whiskey and other at least. Spirits seven. I was thinking probably closer to ten. And it's got yeah. like those library ladders that slide along, so yeah. you can go up and.
1: Not up. the cheap little ones that like creak and shit. Oh, no, no, this is like heavy duty. Like very, you just push it and it just. Whew.
2: So would you say like thirty, forty feet? Oh, easily. Well, then it went around a corner.
1: Yeah, then it went around a corner.
2: So I'd say about thirty-five feet, and then another fifteen, twenty feet on the other corner. Yeah, and it's just a wall of booze, and not cheap booze. A lot no. of the, a lot of stuff was like sixteen, twelve. A lot of aged whiskeys. There was also some uh, expensive like gins and vodkas yeah. And um, I mean,
1: we're talking very high class alcohol collection.
2: Yeah. So we were looking at whiskeys that were like four hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah. And like the for
1: for a little drink, we're not talking bottle prices here, guys. We're talking like. Was like four ounces?
2: I'm not sure. No, 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 not even that.
1: No, probably like two ounces or something, something like
2: that. Something like that. So the bartender comes up, and he's all dapper with his beard, and he's like, Hello, gentlemen, what can I get for you today? And we're like, We don't know. And we basically just laid it out there. Like, We don't know what we're doing. We were want...
1: like, Yeah, we'd like some Jim Bean, please. <laughs> we did not say that, thank <laughs>
2: God. We were like, We don't know much about whiskey. We would like something around the $20 range, something smooth. And he's like, All right, I got you. And he got out of this awesome bottle that um, I'm forgetting the name of it right now. I have a picture of it. Um, but he described it to us and said it's not too peaty. He says if you want smooth, you want to stay away from peat, which is the smoke and scotch. And he got us a really nice um, bottle that I can't find the picture of fast enough. I'm getting there. But anyway, so... Uh, you... It was a Glenn Grant single malt, 16-year, um, and it was delicious. It
1: was delicious to die for.
2: And uh, it was served in the same shape glasses as the one you got on the Kickstarter. Yeah, paper. from SipDark. But they, so, were glass, they were glass. They were glass. Normal, normal barware. Um, We got a little like, like a water dripper to add a couple drops of water after our first sips to open up the whiskey. Yeah, That was crazy. It was a cool experience. It was like, really cool. I
1: kind of need to do that now whenever I have like...
2: What I usually do with mine is put a tiny piece of ice.
1: And just let it slowly disintegrate.
2: Right. And that will add the water to it. That's usually what I do with my bourbon or whiskey. Gotcha. But, I mean, if you want to go... Nuts, go for it. I mean, it get your little cool. water, your water pipette. You like pipette, pipette. You put your finger on the end, a couple, couple drops in. So that was really, I, I thought that was pretty.
1: I cool. added a little bit too much water at one point, and it was like aroma out the ass, like choke yourself.
2: Wow, I, I hope you say that phrase at a tasting next time. This this whiskey has aroma out the ass.
1: I'm gonna uh, bring that pick, up next time pick, we go there. Up. Next time we go to the Multnomah whiskey, uh. So, Don't worry, I'm going to do that like, dude, this thing has aroma out the ass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, we saw two funny things on our walk back to the car to pick up my daughter and her friend. Yep. One was a giant rat.
1: <laughs> giant rat.
2: Okay, it wasn't that big. Not as big as Seattle rat. Not as big as Seattle but rat. it was but still freaking big. It was a healthy rat. It was It was next, like It, it, was, like was, like it a, was next to the food carts.
1: It was like a uh like a uh hamster.
2: What? No. No,
1: no, no. That's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of uh. Oh shit.
2: Not a hamster. No.
1: It was a big rat. It
2: was like a small kitten.
1: Yeah, a small kitten cat.
2: Not a full-grown, but a kitten. Anyway, it just comes right in front of us in the food cart area. Yeah. And that's probably why he's so fat, is he he's next to the food carts. Yeah. Good eating. I'm pretty positive. And then the other funny thing is, we saw, tell you what kind of neighborhood we were in, walking back, there was a sign for a hotel for $19, which was less than the whiskey we just bought.
1: Yeah, so Tim and I were like, uh, you know, We, we could have got a room for the night. We could have of- got room for two nights.
2: Mm-hmm. but we didn't no we got some delicious whiskey instead we it, did awesome was, it was much treat. more worth it so i mean we didn't get a recording out of it but we did get an awesome tasty treat we did and although it didn't go the way we wanted it to it was still a fun night
1: yeah it was a really fun night and uh i think we wrapped up the night at like right around 11 o'clock
2: yeah it was pretty late for you after all your travel and everything that part kind of sucked
1: that's all good
2: um so yeah enough about that let's uh talk about some news
1: Alright, Tim, what do you got on the news this week? Well, what is our president really good at? Uh, saying stupid shit? Yeah,
2: I would say talking about shit he doesn't understand. Okay. So, a while back, he mused that violent video games could have been a key factor in the school shooting in Parkland. And he called for a meeting of, like, industry, gaming industry people.
1: I theorize he doesn't understand what a video game is.
2: Probably not. He's probably thinking like Pong or maybe Pac-Man.
1: Pac-Man. Definitely Pac Man. Right after
2: he made that statement, um the ESA, who's kind of the the industry go to for gaming, said they hadn't heard of him, but then a couple They hadn't
1: of, had an invite.
2: No. But then later they confirmed there will be a meeting. Actually tomorrow is a recording which will be Thursday. So really curious how that meeting goes. Um the ESA has kind of put out a strong stance. Um they reject the off recycled notion that video games are directly linked to world world violence. In a statement the ESA staked out its position, Video games are plainly not the issue. Entertainment is distributed and consumed globally, but the U.S. has an exponentially higher level of gun violence than any other nation. The upcoming meeting at the White House, which ESA will attend, will provide the opportunity to have a fact-based conversation about video game ratings, our industry commitments, parents, and the tools we provide to make informed entertainment choices. So um, uh, Kotaku, in another article other than this one, has reached out to EA and Nintendo and Microsoft and all of them refer to the ESA. They won't confirm that they are going to this meeting. And it's also not confirmed if this meeting will be open to any media. So hopefully
1: will I mean, we- Ben from Giant Bomb, he said that he's going to be there. So Did he? Yeah, I think he's being sarcastic. But he's like, because they were mentioning off on this I podcast. I hope someone they were talking-
2: someone other than just ESA is there to report on what actually goes on.
1: Yeah, Ben was like, they were talking about who's all going to the meeting. And Ben's like, I'll, I'll go. I'll go, guys. Guys, I'm going to go.
2: So, I don't know. I, I just hope that stupid, like, restrictions don't come out like a charge for violent games or any kind of censorship. We'll see. Speaking of more positive things, it's been a year since something came out.
1: And I'm in love.
2: The Nintendo Switch and also Zelda. Um, a year old now. So, I don't know if it's to celebrate that, but there's a new uh, loyalty program that Nintendo's rolling out, which is you can uh, buy Switch games with your Nintendo points.
1: Yeah. Do you but, want to explain how many Nintendo points you so, have and how much you, money you have?
2: Yeah. Okay, so each gold point you accumulate is worth one penny. And if you...
1: How many gold points you get for a new game, Tim?
2: So you'll get five gold points for every dollar spent. So let's say you buy oh, a $60 Jesus. game.
1: You'll get 300 gold points. Yeah, I just made three bucks.
2: So if I did my math right, you have to spend $1,200 to get a free game. So basically, this will just be like a small discount for digital purchases, which is what it will work out to be. I would like to see it—I don't know—be a little better than this, but whatever. It's we didn't have it before. It's something. It's free. Um, it's just a little underwhelming. I don't
1: know. Yeah, that—that's crazy. I—I
2: I would wish that they would at least like do some sale games where, like, you—you you would have like a greatly reduced amount of gold points would get the game. I don't know. It's just a bit underwhelming. Um, also, for uh, PlayStation news, the PlayStation Plus uh, games are out for March, and there are some good ones. Uh, there's Bloodborne, um, Ratchet & Clank, Mighty No. 9, and Claire Extended Cut, which is crossed by with PS Vita. Bombing Busters, which is also crossed by with PS Vita, and Legend of K for PS3. So, Bloodborne Ratchet & Clank, both really good games, and I've wanted to try Mighty No. 9, which is the...
1: And don't forget the PlayStation also just announced that this time next year... There'll be no more PS3 or Vita games.
2: That's true. Did you notice that there was four PS4 games this time, though? That's mm-hmm. more than normal. That's yeah. two more than normal. Okay. So, I'm hoping they will compensate for that, but we'll see. There's really no way to tell until next year. Mm-mm. Anyway, this month is good. Um, I'm not expecting a lot from Mighty Number no. 9. It was a Kickstarter Mega Man game that's gotten pretty shitty reviews, honestly, but I will try it for free.
1: Hey, guys, I'm Mega Man. Let's do this shit. Nope, Mighty
2: Number no. 9. It's oh, from yeah, the guy who made right, Mega Man.
1: Right, right, right. Hey, guys. I'm Mighty Nine.
2: I, I kind of want you to say the next story because I find this uh, really interesting. So, Tim. Yeah.
1: If you have an Oculus Rift today. Well, I don't, but you do. I currently don't have it here. But if we did, mm-hmm. if we tried to plug it in, it'd be like, I'm offline, bitches. Why are you offline? Because they forgot to renew their certificate okay, for how their much, online service. How much did Facebook buy them for? I don't
2: know. Was it like a billion dollars or something obscene?
1: They forgot to renew this. It wasn't a billion. It
2: was a lot of money, though.
1: And they expired the mm-hmm. certificate.
2: I think to be watching that a little carefully.
1: Taking everything offline.
2: Not your phone's notifications, apparently.
1: Apparently, not my phone's notifications. Um. So yeah, apparently today, uh, Oculus is now aware of the situation. You can't reach the Oculus runtime service and, upon boot up. And, uh...
2: That basically, you can't play Oculus games, right? You can't
1: play Oculus games, so this makes me really freaking scared that, like, everybody's dropping all this money into VR games, um, you know, once service goes down in Oculus tanks or whatever, you know, what the hell's gonna happen after that? I'm
2: pretty sure that, like, my PlayStation VR games, I don't need to be online or have a handshake to
1: make... Well, my... I, we thought that about the Oculus until today.
2: Well, yeah, I'm I'm a little more sure. Because, I mean, I
1: don't think PlayStation is going to be tanking, so let's just put it that way.
2: Right, and yeah, but that's a big boo-boo for a pretty big company.
1: Yeah, for one of the big boys in VR, yeah, that's pretty big.
2: Well, moving on from Oculus Tech, let's talk some other tech and do our Tech Talk. Yeah, I'm everywhere.
1: Tim, what are we talking about today on Tech Talk? Well, last week we talked about my new phone,
2: which... Uh, provided me with an old phone so i decided to do something with it
1: all right what'd you do well this is a a porn studio
2: i mean i guess you plug
1: and play porn
2: you technically could with what i did
1: plug and play porn.com
2: oh now that you've said that i'm not sure he wants to be associated with this but this is actually an idea that i got from our buddy blake of the modology uh youtube channel which you should check out yeah and um basically what i did was made my own camcorder out of of my phone um so you, you, of course could already record with a phone, but yeah, but this rig well i'll I'll just go through it it's um I got a framework and I got a mounting piece that the phone goes into, and then on the top of the of the rig, there are three shoes which um are currently holding a um directional boom mic um a led light panel, and then um it's all held together, and I can just walk around with this rig yeah, and, yeah. So it's, uh, you kind of need a picture to see what this is. So We I'm gonna, should upload a photo of it. I'll do that on on Instagram later this week. At um, Plug and Play Cast. Yes. Um, I'm going to go down the really quick, all of the parts to this thing, um, just so you get an idea of what a project it was. Um, first of all, the grip, the rig I was talking about, is the triple three-shoe mount video action stabilizing handle grip rig. Say that ten times fast.
1: Action something 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 rig fast.
2: Nailed it. Um, the microphone is the... EVO tour Mic 01 3.5mm digital video, video recording microphone. Uh, the light is the Godox Hot Shoe 36-piece uh, dimmable ultra-high power LED video light. Um, the cell phone mount uh, probably any would work. Uh, mine came from Vastar. And then the most important component that you and I argued about being necessary. You
1: were right. I was wrong. Shut up.
2: We'll just leave it at that. The Rode SC4 uh, microphone cable. That's basically a cable that lets the The microphone, which is meant for DSLR cameras, to talk to my phone. And we'll just leave it at that. Um, So we haven't had a chance to use it for anything yet, but it's all assembled and ready to go. And
1: That's for uh, future coming episodes. Yeah,
2: if we go to a brewery, we will definitely whip that out and give you a little tour of the area.
1: It'll give me something else to whip out.
2: Moving on. Let's uh, take a break.
1: All right, sounds good, guys. We'll be right back after this. Commercial slash music slash my bullshit break. Hey guys, and we are back. Tasty treat still in hand. We did not swap, we're still drinking the Lincoln Beer Company. Sharper IPA. Cause
2: it's a big crawler.
1: It's a big crawler. So, um, other than that, yeah, uh, you ready to kick it, Tim? Let's kick it. All right, guys, and kicking us off this week, I'm gonna steal the show really quick, and I'm gonna go to the forgotten coins. So, um, this week, guys, I found this really cool thing, um, for collectibles. Forgotten coins, uh, forgotten creatures, and fantasy gaming currency and coins is a tabletop gaming coin to enhance your play and bring fantasy to life. Prepare for your adventure with real coins. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and let them talk about it really quick.
2: So the picture of a griffin, a lot of fantasy creatures. So it comes in that tentacle thing. Werewolf. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just keep waiting. Oh, Is that dragon? Looks like it's playing pool.
3: Rare elements coins bring myth and legend to life in beautiful and monstrous harmony. Each collection explores the primordial struggle between good and evil. I mean, these
1: coins look Many like of you ancient are familiar with the quality mm-hmm. and craftsmanship the Rare
2: Elements brings to the table,
0: or maybe you're new to our adventure. Whether you are a long-time backer or finding the editing
1: us for the on this first video time, is very we guarantee fast, our coins are so made to the was highest standards
3: house. by a team dedicated to the create mystic fantasy currency they look that will withstand the test of time. Possibly
1: very heavy.
2: Hey, everybody. I'm Maya Sahosa, founder of Rare Elements. Hey Sahosa, of Rare Elements. <laughs> Carrie and I are proud to present Forgotten Creatures, a new was series that of coins her neck, without denomination. A medallion. Designed okay. to enhance your gameplay and bring fantasy to life. Basically a giant coin. Without you, this project cannot succeed. She probably made it herself. I'm guessing For more details, please read through the campaign below.
1: And as always, thank you for being part of our adventure. Adventure!
2: Cool. Alright, so there's all sorts of different coins. I bet there's a bunch of different backing levels.
1: There is quite a few different backing levels, actually. Um, But before we go any further, guys, they are looking for 24000 US dollars they currently have 30000 U.S. Um, 398 backers. Eight days ago, so you guys will still be able to get in on this one. Um, glad you're back, so obviously they did another one for $5. $19 gets you the collector's edition. One of each coin from the Forgotten Creature series. One Swamp of Pixies. One Water Dragon. One Leviathan. One Griffin. And one Werewolf coin. Delivered to you in a canvas pouch bearing the Foundry Seal. Hand-stamped, hand-stamped wax seal. Um, and it includes basic domestic shipping, uh, swarm of pixies, you get 15, that's $22. Jumping up to the big daddy of them all, $650, 10 times forgotten creature, full sets, 60, 600 antique coins, 150 pixies, 100 water dragons, 100 leviathan, 100 griffin, 150 werewolf delivered to you in 10 canvas bags bearing the foundry seal, this pledge will include domestic shipping and will include all eligible free coins unlocked stretch goals per set. So it's $650, guys, if you want to get your coin on. Tim, what do you got for us?
2: Zach, do you like meat? Yes. Do you like cutting into it and watching the blood dribble out?
1: I mean, and I like to hear it scream.
2: You like it really rare, huh? Well, this Kickstarter... Some will- would call it blue. ...will help you, uh, help you do that. But let's... Cut to the chase and just let them describe it for you.
4: Introducing Scalpel, the most stylish steak knife in the world. Like Taking inspiration knife. from the clean lines of a surgeon's scalpel, that's, we that's applied the same level of precision <laughs> to a state <laughs> it looks exactly the like a surgeon's scalpel. The result is a stunning, solid piece of Sheffield steel made to the highest possible Sheffield. standards by Stuart Mitchell, a master yeah, knife maker well. of more than 35 years. Stuart's workshop is based in Sheffield, the home of stainless steel. Each scalpel starts feel? its life by being uh, laser-cut so from a oh, solid okay. section of 8mm thick, stainless, surgical-grade, high-carbon steel. This SF-100 steel produces a blade that stays sharper for longer.
3: There's a lot of handwork involved. I mean, the machine I'm sort of sat on here, you know, this, this will be used for sort of glazing and finishing the edges. There's
1: a grinding process which utilises an old-fashioned kind of I'm pretty sure starting out he was not speaking English. I understood
2: glazing and grinding. It's
1: almost like finishing a piece of wood, really. It's (laughs) like finishing a wood, really.
2: His workshop looks really rustic,
1: though. It's pretty cool. A lot of wood and stone. I want to be friends with this guy. Looks cool. To
4: create something this strong and beautiful requires multiple processes including grinding, sharpening, polishing, heat treatment, deep freezing leaving you with a distinctive and unique steak knife That's that works perfectly lasts a lifetime and will always be a conversation starter at your dinner table. Or Our straight edge blade allows for a smooth, scalpel. clean cut and when slicing your favourite steak, it won't tear the fibres of meat like a serrated edge does. I think the rule of
1: thumb with steak knives is if you need a serrated steak knife, you need a better knife or a better butcher.
4: Ergonomic design and weight distribution give an incredibly satisfying and controlled feeling in hand.
2: We're still talking about steak. I steaks, think the weight right? of
1: sits in the hand, the, the, the way it, the hand, the sure. way it cuts, um, it's just a fantastic tactile thing. I'm really not sure we're still talking days, about cutting steak. I think it's perfect for, you, for the job. You know, it's perfect for the job,
4: Zach. based tech. on that scalp, it's doing exactly what it's designed to do. To ensure these knives are made to the highest quality possible, production will be to limited to a run of only 100 units a month.
1: You know, the limited smaller batches are essential, I think, because what needs to be retained is, is the handwork, you know, the handwork, you know, the, my work you know, within this workshop. This is workshop looks really cool. What that means is I mean, I can you can definitely dispose of a enough time in there to make sure that they're, they're perfect before they leave the workshop, rather than the larger quantities rushing them through, things get missed. I think each one has to be
4: sort of individually, and sufficient time spent on each one to make it perfect. Each scalpel comes with a unique serial number available exclusively to those supporting our I don't our want Kickstarter them my serial number. With 100. your help, we hope to take this unique Sucks concept out. into full production.
2: Scalpel.
1: Yeah, I want the Thanks unmarked for your support. scalpel. What the hell? Well, maybe. Does this guy now know what the hell scalpels are used for?
2: <laughs> so... This falls under the category of ridiculously expensive things. You don't really need the of Oh, Jesus. Are, are what the cool. hell is the price on this thing? How much do you think one scalpel is?
1: 67 US dollars.
2: How about double that?
1: What? Uh, I was being stupid with my guess. I was actually thinking 30.
2: 141. It's, For one? It's 100 pounds or 141 US dollars. And that's the early bird discount. <laughs> For one scalpel uh-huh, or how many? one. That's one.
1: That's one marked scalpel that when you get caught. Never mind. But still. I,
2: I, I know this falls under the category of things I'm not going to back. But this are is kinda, fucking ridiculous. Kind of cool and ridiculous. Um. So yeah, the normal like not early bird is 155. Moving up to the top tier, which is a set of eight. That's a thousand and eighteen U.S. dollars. But hey, for eight of them, free worldwide tracked shipping.
1: Oh Jesus! Hey, there's one
2: backer at that level. Someone's got eight of these on the way.
1: Well, if he fucking scratches off the serial code, I'll give him 50 bucks for one.
2: Well, that's enough of that scalpel, though. I, it, it's weird. It's interesting. It's something I'm not going to pack. No shit. What else do you got for Zach?
1: All right, guys. Raspad. Raspberry Pi tablet for your creative projects. I'm going to go ahead and let them talk about it first.
0: Raspberry Pi offers endless amounts of possibilities for beginners and hobbyists learning to program But with Raspberry Pi, you need a bunch of accessories just to start. Excited developers often get discouraged and frustrated just by trying to set it up. This can be done better. Now introducing the SunFounder Raspad, an all-in-one Raspberry Pi tablet that can bring your ideas to life. The Raspad features a 10.1-inch high-resolution touchscreen, a power system, a built-in battery, stereo speakers. Start building the project you never thought you could. The open source platform lets you switch between systems, connect with other hardware, like Arduino, and even change motherboards. Raspad brings you a whole new Raspberry Pi experience, allowing you to program and create without any limitations, like learning to program the drone and make it fly. With its expandable design, connecting to a breadboard with GPIO headers and pins table. won't be a problem. Yeah, shit. Also, with SunFounder's visual programming language, kids can program by dragging and dropping blocks. They can code actions and see the project transform in real time. It's one of the most intuitive tablets. Discover how you this can control part, this robot arm with a I want a to RAS narrate pad. what
2: goes on in this next part, Zach. You can even pair it this with part. gaming components. Um, uh, coming up soon.
0: RaspPad's high-resolution screen lets you Street have a Fighter. dynamic gaming experience. This part.
3: He's with Raspad's remote into, transfer capabilities,
0: use it to control projects he's from a distance.
3: Into the
0: But don't fool around too much.
1: Okay, so he just drove a uh, camera operated don't vehicle want to piss off your family. into the bathroom with an arm and stole his dad's underwear <laughs> and then <laughs> smiled while shaking his head up and down at while I'm imagining he was looking at his dad's junk. That part
0: was really creepy. It just, just random in the middle of it. Instead, play them a song.
1: <laughs> Why was he looking at his dad's junk? I don't she know. He's creepily, like, yeah, I like it. Hey, hey. You go, Dad.
2: Hey, hey. Cat likes it. Don't forget,
0: you can bring the Rasp Pet outdoors to get more inspiration. Raspad is the best Raspberry Pi tablet. Beginners can start creating projects and hobbyists can enhance their projects. Take the Raspad with you wherever inspiration hits. He's
2: the Sun Founder Raspad brings you infinite like possibilities.
1: Comes with everything
2: here from Sun Founder.
1: STEM education. It looks kind of cool. I mean, yeah, it looks cool, man. Um, I guess my phone has to stay sideways. So All right guys, they are looking for 10,000 US dollars. They currently have 283,000 US dollars. 1668 backers, 27 days to go. So they are they're well funded. Um $129 because this just the super early bird. There's 15 of those left. You get the uh constructive feedback and uh, Power adapter plus Razz Pad without Raspberry Pi. So you just get the tablet with no Pi. Hmm. No Pi tab. Uh, The Super Early Bird raspad kit comes with everything that you need. Um, And there's 13 of them left. How much is that one? Oh, sorry. $189.
2: Okay. It'd be cheaper to get the Early Bird and add a $35 Raspberry Pi. Yes.
1: Uh, Granddaddy of them all is a $735 or more. Backing level. Raspad plus U-Arm with Vision Camera. Program control U-Arm so you can grab your dad's underwear and shake your head up and down creepily. Use the open source robot with computer vision anytime, anywhere, especially in the bathroom. It's still your father's underwear, apparently. The open source vision camera software empowers U-Arm with objects, recognition. It offers a solution to robot arms, computer vision projects, in both software and hardware. Um, it works off of C++, Arduino, Python, ROS uh gui blockly programming purchase 3d printing laser etc modules at ufactory.cc again at that level all you get is the Raspad pad kit u-arm robot arm envision care camera kit there's six of those left out of 25 so 19 backers so far that's what i got for this week's kick what do you got tim
2: all right last one um kind of similar ish sort of sort of it's called the Retrostone Ultimate Retro Gaming Console. Man, I've got a sneeze, so I will let the developer talk about it.
3: Hey guys, today. Hey guys. I'd like to show you something hey guys. really awesome. I've been I'd like to show you my skeleton. It is called Retrostone. Retrostone is an open-source game console, so you can use it as a retro game station. It looks station, like a game boy got squished into a sh- shorter cut, brick. Play and share your own games. Last year, I launched Raspberry Boy on Kickstarter. I thought the idea of building your own game this console looks better than was that something other one really talking awesome, about. but in the end, a lot of people just wished it came assembled. So I decided to go even further with RetroStone to make the ultimate retro game console on the back? that will come weird. fully assembled and tested. RetroStone can run a lot of game systems. And for games, you can download ROMs on internet, but as long on as you're internet. not infringing any in copyright, of course. Naughty, naughty! You may be familiar with RetroPie. RetroStone can run RetroRangePie, which is a RetroPie version for H3 computers. And about performances, H3 is even more powerful than a Raspberry Pi 3. Let's now have a look at the different features of RetroStone. So the first one is the easy memory card access that will enable you to change software very easily. Then, on top of the unit, you have four USB connectors. Holy fucking shit. I mean, four USB is kind of cool for a small, compact thing. Why the fuck is there a Cat 6 cable on the back? HDMI output, so you can actually connect RetroStone to your TV and play there with your friends.
2: You could actually make this a portable like gaming system. Like, think you can like,
3: even use Rich why a I don't know. It's neat. Just connect an Ethernet, a mouse, a keyboard, and a screen. You can make it a PC, Zach.
2: Go. It's basically a mini PC. I mean, it looks stupid, but
3: then on the back, you have what four the four fuck? Control buttons, He's about to of answer which your question. The final color will be voted by the backers. In front, no, he didn't fucking tell buttons. me what it was. Damn
2: it! I wish he had. He oh that's annoying. Th- uh, you got four buttons on the back, though.
3: And of course, a start and select buttons. He even said what the buttons on the front were for. He doesn't know what the fucking buttons the on the back are for. <laughs> They're just in case. <laughs> just... And of course, a speaker down there. Oh my god. There's with the experience of my first Kickstarter, it will be way easier to industry. I'm messaging
1: this guy. What the so fuck are the buttons on the back? I
3: dare you to. Okay, I will. To you unscalable As you can see, everything is ready for production. All I need now is you guys. So no, you like this project, come with the fuck. Like the buttons are on the back. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed. The- There's
1: literally just fucking buttons in the center of the back <laughs> They look like the guy, they should be on the fucking front. They're identical to the fucking front. He's like, he, he fucked up making the back panel. we well, got all these buttons. I accidentally put Zach, these buttons on the back, back. So then he just had Zach, to fill I've got, the. I've got all
2: these buttons. What am I going to do with them?
1: Oh my God. I'm messaging this dude right now off of my Kickstarter account.
2: I believe you. Okay, so he's asking for 36. Uh, 36- oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah. It's probably translated from some European money. You asked for thirty six thousand eight hundred eighteen dollars. It's currently at one thousand or one hundred and twenty two thousand nine hundred thirty six. Uh, so well funded. Um, twenty five days to go. So um, you can get just the board. I don't know why you would do that for eighty five dollars. Um, Early bird was one hundred forty seven US. The Kickstarter price is one fifty nine. There's also a limited edition with a clear blue case for one hundred eighty two. Uh, moving up to the top level. Uh, you can get a retailer pack of 70 Retro Stones for $9,020 US dollars. Um, there's also a prototype you can get with a 3D printed case. Hand assembled by himself. Um, and you also get a normal uh, RetroStone. Um, you can get that for $1,000 if you really want. There's five left of that. And there's, yeah. Um, so check that out if you're interested. Um, it's a weird little system. Looks like, I mean, it's really small. So there's that. Um, again, that's RetroStone. That's what we got for Kick-It. Which means it's time to talk about games we've been playing. Alright. Are, st- are you still emailing them?
1: I'm trying to, they, they won't let me comment on it, so I'm trying to find them on other places right now.
2: Okay, so I'll talk about what I'm playing first. Um, I've been playing some more Bayonetta, um, played it at work a little bit, and since it's on my Switch, I can play on the go. I have noticed it's a lot easier to play with the Pro Controller, docked to the TV. Okay. Um, you have to block to get into which time, and so the shoulder buttons are kind of a pain to do over and over and over. So, um, I definitely prefer playing this with the Pro Controller as opposed to on the system. Um, but other than that, I'm enjoying Bayonetta. I'm, I'm going back to... Ba- I did a video, which you can watch on our channel, of Bayonetta 2. Kind of the opening um, first level, basically. You can check that out. But I'm playing the original Bayonetta first uh, before I jump back into okay, Bayonetta right? 2. You had to say something?
1: No. Okay. Sorry. I was just saying okay.
2: Okay. And then the game I traded 1-2 uh, Switch for and got PlayStation yeah, credit... Yeah is uh called Moss, um for PlayStation. Tim VR. likes to watch Moscow, apparently. No, this game is really cool. Um, okay. Um this would I would consider to be the first like really kind of cool PlayStation exclusive VR game. In my opinion, for what I'm interested in. Um it's it's set up like a storybook thing where you actually are flipping the pages of a storybook and then it kinda of goes into the you know the scene. And it's it does the VR part really well. Like you're kind of like this um they call you the reader in the game you're kind of helping out this little guy um so it kind of acknowledges you a little bit um so you like look at the scene and it's like in a forest and such but it's down at ground level because the main character is a mouse um huh and it goes through the story why you know what's going on in this world but basically there's this big it's kind of a zelda story really there's you know all this stuff that goes wrong and these lost sword pieces and um, there's even a little sprite that reminds me of navi
1: that's kinda cool, yeah,
2: um, so you control this little mouse and uh solve puzzles um but just the presentation like what's really unfortunate is I could make a video of the gameplay it really wouldn't translate into watching it on a flat screen like um it's just really cool when you're in the game and like the forest is all around you. you can kind of bend your head and look around a corner and like see, hey, I wonder what's under that um building over there if I tilt my head a little bit it'll show you more details as you kind of move around a little bit like you can play seated but there'll be times where you you want to get a little more like okay I need to get over there how do I get over there oh I see if I go here and it's just cool being like in the environment they do the camera angles really well Um, the camera is kind of static meaning it doesn't move around a whole bunch I mean if you if you move your head and your body it will move but you kind of start from a fixed point which is most advantageous to the scene, so it's kind of like being in a, a diorama. <laughs> now you're sneezing, coughing, coughing. Um, if you have access to PlayStation VR,
1: by the way, will not let me comment or let me message him. Hmm,
2: suspicious. Maybe you shouldn't back the retro stone. Um, so yeah, um, it's unfortunate to really get.
1: I found his personal Facebook page.
2: <laughs> oh no. Um, if you come over, Zach, I definitely want you to spend like five minutes just checking this game out because it's okay. really cool. It's just really cool. It actually shows off the PlayStation VR. Um, other than Resident Evil 7, I think probably the best um that I can think of right now. Huh. So that's what I've been playing. What about you?
1: Well, I'm playing stock Mr. Pierre Louis Boyard on Facebook.
2: I think uh you need to level up on that.
1: I mean I found his Facebook.
2: What are the buttons?
1: What are the fucking buttons? What else you been playing? Um, I have been playing Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Still, yes, cool. So I got the final boss or the final uh beast. Yep, yeah, that's the one. Sorry, <laughs> I'm exhausted. All of a sudden, which one was the final one for you? Uh, the Goron. So I got the Goron one okay. all done. I'm now just running around doing things, uh, f- just waiting to for the inevitable. So,
2: so you're collecting memories and then. I'm gonna find the tick on Ganon.
1: Thinking so. Yeah, sure. gotta do memories, and uh, other than that, then I'm ready to go. Um, I played a little bit of Nine Parchments as well. I didn't really play a whole lot of that. I just jumped right back in the Zelda again, so okay. not really a whole lot to say there. So yeah.
2: Well, I guess that brings us to uh, game releases for this week.
1: Sweet, you ready? Yeah. March 4th through March 11th, guys. Bravo, team. PS4 Scribble Not Showdown. Nintendo Switch, PS4, Life is Strange Before the Storm Limited Edition, Xbox One, PS4, Life is Strange Before the Storm, Xbox One, PS4, Fear Effect said no. Nah.
2: You could actually check out a quick look of that on com.
1: Nintendo Switch, PS4, Super Seducer.
2: Which you'll be playing through this weekend? I'm
1: going to be I'm going to be seducing the shit. Hey, grab my dick.
2: Is that your opening line all the time?
1: Hey, show me your tits.
2: I can't wait to see you play this. I really can't.
1: Hey. Wanna go bone in the bathroom?
2: <laughs> that might be a, a dialogue option. I don't it know. It might
1: be, I don't know. PC and Mac, guys. North. Nintendo Switch PS4 P S N V. Virtual? Don't, don't oh. worry about that. Okay. Final Fantasy X V Fif- Windows Edition. 15. X V Windows Edition.
2: I wonder if that means you can't buy it on Steam. PC?
1: I don't know. Maybe probably. Uh DJ Max respect, PS4. I almost got a copy of that. And was like, eh, nah. Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition PS4, Frantic PS4, Midnight Deluxe PS4, Nintendo Switch, Way of the Passive Fist PS4, Fear Effects Sedna again Xbox One this time. Root double before chime after days extended edition. This um, sounds like it should be a fucking Final Fantasy title.
2: I'm gonna say Q probably knows what this is.
1: Probably. Um, that's on PlayStation. Uh, Den binary stars Nintendo Switch. Bleed two Nintendo Switch. I'm a zombie Nintendo Switch. It's actually just called I Zombie. Um, ACA Neo Geo, Real Bout, Fatal Fury, Nintendo Switch, One-Eyed Kutka, <laughs> Nintendo Switch, PS4, Spy Chameleon, Nintendo Switch, and Flint Hook Nintendo Switch.
2: I kind of wanna know what Bleed, Bleed 2 is on Nintendo Switch. Bleed 2. We should look up a YouTube of that later. Bleed 2.
1: That brings us to the end of this episode, guys. I want it, 181, 181. Mm-hmm. 181. I'm just saying it. I'm saying it left and right. 181.
2: You keep saying it until I punch you.
1: Yep. Facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast. You guys can check us out on Instagram to see some of the things we've talked about this week. Twitter's going to have uh, some of that as well along with links. And Facebook has a kind of culmination of everything. So it's important you check us out on all three of them. Like, subscribe, Hit us up on your favorite podcast place. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. We're seeing uh, numbers trickle in randomly throughout the week, which is nice.
2: We'd love to see a couple more reviews, good, bad, or ugly.
1: Yeah, good, bad, ugly, or maybe beery. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. Leave us a beer review. Leave us a beer review and I'll fucking read it.
2: Tell us what beer we should drink and we'll try to find it.
1: Yeah, we'll try and find it. Um, But until next week, guys, you guys guys can always check us out at thebuttonsmashers.com and plugandplaygamer.com. Don't forget to Prime. Oh, wait. Hold up. What? What? Don't forget to prime and shine.
2: Fuck Nazis. that if we ever record live I kind of hope there's nuts in the audience
1: yeah it'd be pretty cool
2: you stand up like hey and we like, yeah
1: <laughs> what do you guys say everybody get that guy <laughs> <laughs> get him <laughs> <laughs> we found the Nazi. <laughs>